The Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news, and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free. Hello, my name's Wayne Mugley, Pickleball Lover, and here's the host of the Pickleball Show, Chris Allen. Thank you, Wayne, and welcome to the show dedicated to helping you play better pickleball while having even more fun and meeting new friends who share your passion for this great sport. My name is Chris Allen. I've been looking forward to chatting with a couple of friends here for a while. They're coming off of their whirlwind summertime tournament tour. They are the brother and sister team behind PickleballTournaments.com. You know them as Greg Thompson and Melissa McCurley. Thank you so much for joining us today. Now, James Brown, was always, he'll always be known as the hardest working man in show business, but I would like to nominate the two of you as the hardest working people in the pickleball business. Melissa, Greg, how are you? Welcome back. Fantastic, Chris. How are you? Great. Great to hear from you both. You just, you both have been on the road so much. It's been a wild summer, hasn't it? You know, it has, Chris. Thanks for that great introduction, too. That was, that was awesome. I'm, I'm broke a sweat just listening to you, just like, <laughs> just like James Brown did on stage. Gotta get know? on the good foot. <laughs> That's right. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I, I would get an email from you guys or I'd send you one, it was like, well, Melissa's RVing up to British Columbia and, and Greg's going to be in Albany this weekend and then next weekend we're going to swap places and, and do it all over again. Yeah, well, Greg, you know, was on the East Coast. I was on the West Coast. So um, let him tell you about his journey and then I can pipe in and, and share a little of mine as well. So you did, Greg, you did a like a six week or maybe an eight week East Coast swing all up and down the coast? Absolutely. It was uh, it was a great time, uh, you know, trying to grow the sport in that part of the country. And I was actually pleasant surprised to see how many people do play uh, there and the level of play uh, was was just great to see I started off in Raleigh North Carolina and did the uh, the power age state games there it was the first year that pickleball was uh, a part of that games high level play there as well Joe Borelli was gracious enough to uh, throw that tournament for us yeah we had some people from my local club they drove over and played in it and and uh, did real well in it and said it really was a, a fun tournament and very well run it was well I I can't take all the credit for that. I got to give some to the best tournament uh, assistant ever, Hannah Gent, 12 years old, Hannah. <laughs> She's uh, really fun. And her mom, Kelly, they did a great job helping me out uh, run that tournament. A lot of fun people in that part of the country. And the games did go awesome. I then jumped on the train. So, I, you know, obviously I flew from Arizona there. Then I got on the train and started my train trek down the coast. I stopped in D.C. for a little bit, but the next weekend was the... The, uh, the games up in Connecticut that uh, Rocky Clark put on. Yeah, it's the uh, USAPA's um, Atlantic Regional Tournament that they did there in Connecticut. Oh, yeah. One of our friends from the show, uh, ambassador from that area, district ambassador up there, uh, Linda Einsiedler, she was heavily involved in that tournament, if I remember correctly. Yes, Linda was involved. Uh, met Linda and uh, Janice Polly 
who uh, she was heavily involved as well and actually stayed with Janice um, in her lovely home there in Connecticut. Nice. I was going to ask if you were doing hotels this whole time, uh, but uh, you had some some people that were kind enough to host you, huh? Yeah, I had, you know, uh, the pickleball community is is great in that regards, in so many regards, but they're so gracious and nice. And yeah, Janice was nice enough to let me stay there. And It helps to, to be in an actual an actual home. You know, you don't get fatigued quite as, uh, quite as fast. Not that it doesn't take it out of you but uh it does help i used to you know sometimes when you're on the road for so long and you get back home and you you think man this is a big bar of soap wow this soap is big you know you start thinking all those things like how am i set for ice do i have enough ice to last me the rest of the night and you start oh i can just walk over to the fridge or the freezer and get some this is great yeah you don't have to grab that bucket and and search (laughs) and why do they hide the ice machine every time too chris they either hide it or they give you the room that's right next to it (laughs) (laughs) either you can't find it or it's right there and everybody's (laughs) taking advantage of it you know all night long right no no in between with the ice no, machine. No, you get the guys that are filling their coolers up at four in the morning because they're going to go fishing and all that stuff. Yeah, I got some road stories for you too. Oh yeah. Now, what did you observe uh, with all the different tournaments? Have you seen any any trends popping up? You, did you observe anything equipment wise or uh, strategy wise with all these different players? Anything like that that you've noticed? Well, so, you know, going through the, you know, east part of the country, it's a lot of indoor play. So the style is different. Pickleball now has developed this new ball that was being used in a lot of warm ups and then actually at the next tournament that I'll talk about. That's the dark green ball? The dark green ball, yeah. It's going to be kind of a hybrid ball from what I understand where you can play with it indoor and outdoor. Mm-hmm. The indoor play is um, interesting. You know, the surfaces and the lights and all that kind of stuff makes for a little different style of play. But, you know, I was really pleasantly surprised with the level of play out there and um, really good players in that part of the country. Not as many as from where, you know, the, the West Coast and Pacific Northwest, but good level of play. So folks out in Arizona and the Pacific Northwest Look out for these East Coast players. They're pretty good. They're coming on strong. From there, I actually went back to D.C. Would love to see the sport grow a little bit more in that area. So I went to the Thomas Jefferson Community Center and played. Um, it's actually in Arlington, Virginia, and uh, hoping that, that they're going to put a tournament on because there's a huge contingency of players out in Danville, Virginia. They have like 80-plus uh members in their Danville pickleball club out there. So nice. really hoping to see them get a tournament going out there and uh, and grow the sport like right there in that part of the country. So if you're listening, Virginians, D.C., Maryland, let's get a tournament going out there because I think it'd be a really good time. Sounds good. That green ball that you were talking about from Pickleball Now, I first heard about it through uh, the lady that we mentioned earlier, Linda Einsiedler. She mentioned that up in Maine, when it gets cold, you know, those Dura balls on the outside, they, they crack when it's you know, 48 degrees or less. Not that they don't crack anyway, or any ball is going to crack after a while, but the cold really makes them brittle. And so she switched over to those, uh, the, the dark green pickleball now balls. And, uh, they, they've been catching on all over the place. And it is nice, uh, that maybe we're getting closer to having one unified ball that's used indoors, outdoors, winter, summer, all over the place. 
you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more to have that that one ball that, you know, that we're all all used to playing with would be great. And I actually really like that ball. I know Melissa's heard some feedback um, on the on the new ball as well from some West Coast people. Oh, really? What have they said, Melissa? Well, I was just telling Greg there was some controversy, for lack of a better term, about this new ball that was going to be used in tournaments that are annual tournaments. And people were concerned about it having so much pop on it that people weren't able to slow it down so that it may be better for the lower level players, but not the higher level players. And I think where folks got to is, well, let's wait and see how it actually goes when we play with this ball in a tournament and then save our reviews or opinions to that. And so there was a tournament in Aiken, South Carolina this past weekend in which that ball was used. And the feedback coming out of that tournament has been very positive um, as far as the ball itself. Now, there was the only remarks around it that were negative was the color of the ball and people were having trouble picking it up uh, indoors. So um, I believe Pickleball now um, is or Escalade Sports is working on having other colors that are available. What Greg was talking about as far as the West Coast goes, um, I was out at the Surprise Pickleball Courts this past weekend. There were a couple of 5-0 players out there that were using the ball. So I went over and asked them about it. And their comments were very positive and they liked the way it played. They could have pop on it, but they could also control it. But what they really liked about it is its consistency to stay in its original shape and not warp and not to get soft as they continued to play the game with it. We'll see what happens as more people play with that ball and more opinions come in. Now, Greg, you were up in Rochester, too, doing a tournament up there. What was the name of that one? The Valenti Indoor Tournament, put on by the Valenti family from Valenti Sports. They're a lot of fun. That's a, that's a tight-knit group up there, a great family. They did a big Italian-style dinner at the Valenti family home prior to the tournament where players came over. They have a pickleball court like in their front yard already lined out there, so we got to play some pickleball. And then and I got to eat a Rochester legend. It's actually been on the Food Network. It's called the Garbage Plate. It's so good. It's just this big mix of fries and burger and i mean it's it is delicious so <laughs> i think it was on we, diners drive-ins and dives one time something like that so yeah. i can tell you from during my road trip chris i i've been able to stay out of the pickleball kitchen but the other kitchen i i, I hadn't <laughs> been able to step away from the road trip has put about 15 pounds on, on that's me, part so. of the fun though yeah being on the road you got to try those things and that's part of the the joy of soaking in the new place is eating the local cuisine and you can't say no to that no, no, sir. I can't. That's for sure. I, no. I mean, I, I'm like, you know, how many times am I going to be here? I'm going to I'm going to eat this and enjoy it. And right. I'll make up for it when I get back home. And there's some really high level play in that part of the country. Uh, kudos to those guys. So at some point, we're going to have to set up like a whole country wide. Everybody come together, you know, maybe not nationals, but something that's a, like a, mm. a regional battle or something. Because or, yeah, we meet in St. Louis or something like yeah. that. We meet at the Mississippi <laughs> and just battle it out. <laughs> right. Well, it's funny that you guys say that because there's actually some talk around that and you know I, my mom's gonna kill me for this but you know thinking about food and eating like mother like son here i can assure you <laughs> on that uh, so i i actually this is my favorite story uh being on the road uh chris and my mom and i were in south carolina running the uh low country pickleball classic there in sun city hilton head and uh, working with ardine clark and sandy geese had a great time but anyway my mom was there to work and so there was work to be done 
and I kept looking around for my mother and the work that needed to be done. She needed to be posting scores to the brackets that are important. Those are what the players are looking for to see how people are progressing, right? And so a few sheets are in the basket. I'm thinking I'm doing okay. And then a few more get in the basket and I look at the two ladies. I'm like, has anyone seen my mom? And they're like, well, yeah, they're like, she's over there at the taco truck with a beer in her hand. (laughs) I'm like, she's what? (laughs) Uh, So anyway, I go hollering for her. She comes running. Another lady goes and finishes her tacos off for her. But uh, anyway, and then we were back on track. So, but what we talked about there um, is how about having a East-West showdown in the low country? And it would be perfect timing for something like that is it's right in front of their timing of their tournament is typically right in front of what's going to be happening in Naples, Florida in April, end of April next year, first week in May for the U.S. Open Pickleball Championships. Mm -hmm. So there is talk. So it'll just be a matter, I think, of which tournament is going to step up and take it on and then how the players will respond to that just to 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 see what they're willing to challenge each other in and and have it, you know, have it every year. It could flip back and forth. Yeah, that would be fun. Now, we've got the uh, Tournament of Champions coming up. We've got the Nationals after that. It's uh, getting into peak tournament season now. Any big surprises or unexpected things that people should be aware of as we're gearing up for the uh, the home stretch? Um, as far as overall, you know, Nationals um, included, uh, any of these tournaments, you know, really going forward, people really got surprised about events closing when they closed. Mixed doubles is a big one for Nationals. Um, it closed and it closed early and it caught people by surprise and they're not registered and now they're on wait lists. So I think we gave this uh, advice when we did the what's a good tournament player and what's a bad tournament player episode. Yeah. And so this is just an opportunity to reinforce if you know there's a tournament that you're going to play in, you got to get out there and sign up and then don't be surprised if you didn't and then you can't, you can't get in. So a good player knows where they want to play and signs up early. Absolutely. And a bad player waits till the last minute and gets shut out. And then complains about it and makes it everyone else's fault. <laughs> Good advice. Uh, I remember when we were talking to uh, Justin Rogers, he said that, uh, in his opinion, what was it, the Grand Canyon State Games, the uh, Melba Bishop, what is that, the SoCal Classic, I guess people call it? Um, it is, yes. The uh, Tournament of Champions and then the Nationals. He said to him, that's kind of like the four Grand Slam events of pickleball. Yeah, I would um, I would agree with that unless there's, I don't think there's one I'm missing. But yeah, I think those are the ones. I think you've got an, another one that will start to uh, rival in there with um, the LeMaster Davison Classic that uh, started last year. Mm-hmm. And it's giving prize money at all levels. But uh, yeah, I would certainly agree with that. And, you know, Nationals just um, to give you an idea I mean it's up at 720 players and um, here we are just August 17th and there's still a lot of time to go in registration Wow! so the growth that we're seeing has just been phenomenal within pickleball and pickleball tournaments then grows as a result Greg and I will see up to 130 tournaments this year we're seeing the growth in annual tournaments from 10% to 50% inside those annual tournaments. And then uh, we're seeing a 40% growth in new tournaments every year. And these are statistics that we've been able to gather with the data that we have um, looking back over the past four years. Sounds good. And, and it's due to a number of factors, you know, with the popularity is growing. You've got people out there like Rocket Grubs, you know, spreading the word and 
planting those seeds in different communities and uh, and everybody, uh, ambassadors, all the ambassadors doing their part. And another reason, though, is because people go to a tournament and they have such a great time, not just because there's great people there, but because the tournaments, are, they run smoothly and you know they're so well run. And that is due to the two of you uh, making sure in so many of these tournaments that everything goes off the way it should and uh, you know, just makes for an overall great experience. So pat yourselves on the back and never underestimate the contribution that you guys are making too, because you're helping to grow this thing as much as anybody else. Well, we appreciate that. But uh, to your point, there's a, a whole big village out there way beyond just the reach of Greg and I. And it's amazing at what these people do every day for the sport of pickleball, the mountains they move, the frustrations that they run through, but they are consistent, they're persistent, and they do it for the love of this game that I think all of us are able to connect through through the social aspect of it. It's absolutely amazing. And you know, Chris, um, and, and I'm glad that you mentioned it because I, I did really want to mention, you know, going through this whole, the six week tour that I did and, and the tournament running and all that, the, the volunteers that help run these tournaments really need to be appreciated. They do such a great job. They volunteer their their time to come and, and help the event be, you know, successful. And without them, it, it simply wouldn't be. They're, they're just great, amazing people that are volunteering volunteering their time. So for all the volunteers that helped me on my East Coast trip, thank you so much. You guys were awesome. And I met like some really fun people that I'll be friends with, you know, for a lifetime now, just kind of from working in the trenches with them to to make those tournaments go successful for the players. Um, those volunteers are, are just amazing people that are dedicating their heart, their free time and putting in a lot of hard work to make those tournaments go well. So as long as they're not over at the taco bar when they're supposed to be posting <laughs> yeah. scores... Yeah, for all you volunteers out there, don't follow the example of our mother. Yeah. That's what a bad tournament volunteer a looks like. A bad tournament volunteer goes to the taco <laughs> truck and gets That's beer. Right. A yeah. good volunteer yeah. waits till after the tournament's yeah. over and then yeah. go and, and gets even more tacos and more beer. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, Chris, I pretty much live under it. It's always taco time. I mean, you oh, can yeah. always enjoy taco, but when there's scores to post, Mom, go post the scores, girl. Come on. It's yeah. so great to talk to you guys, and thank you again for making time for us. Thanks, Chris. I'm going to jump back kiss myself. All right. <laughs> Got to do it. Too hot in the hot tub. <laughs> Stop it now. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that's the Eddie Murphy one right there. That is. Dr. Joyce Brothers tub. joining us yeah. in this James Brown celebrity hot tub coming up. Come on, get in the water. <laughs> That's Greg Thompson, Melissa McCurley from PickleballTournaments.com. And of course, if you are even considering putting on a pickleball tournament, you definitely need to consult with Melissa and Greg over at PickleballTournaments.com. And we have linked to their website in the show notes. Don't make another move until you talk to them. We'd love to hear from you, too. Mail at PickleballShow.com. Let us know what's on your mind. Have you discovered something strategy-wise, equipment-wise? Do you have a question, an opinion, a rant, a rave? Whatever it is, bring it on. We'd love to hear from you. Mail at PickleballShow.com. Head over to iTunes if you get a chance. Hit the subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode. And if you feel it's appropriate, leave us a five-star review, which helps boost us up in the rankings, makes it a lot easier for other people to find the show. I'm Chris Allen. This is the Pickleball Show. And until next week, keep them low.
The Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news, and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free.